Do you have any surefire cure for jet lag? I, I wish I did. I think probably grapefruit juice, a lot of grapefruit juice, okay. vitamins. I'm Jenny Davis with the ABA Journal, and I'm here with Dallas lawyer Rugger Burke. And in the February 2014 issue of the ABA Journal, I wrote about his sailing trip across the Pacific, and I'm here to speak with him more about his adventures and how he chooses them, how he packs, and how he balances these vacations and adventures with his practice of law. This ABA Journal podcast is brought to you by Westlaw Next. Folder sharing on Westlaw Next enables you to tap into previous research across organizational boundaries like never before, saving you time from reinventing the wheel. Learn more at westlawnext.com. So I wrote about Rugger's sailing trip across the Pacific, and in this trip he wasn't just a passenger. He was actually one of the people who was sailing the boat. It was uh, he and three other people. And what I loved about this story was that he uh, had only been taking sailing lessons for about a year and a half when he embarked on this journey. And also, he chose this journey because he actually had a fear of water. So I wanted to just take that and, and open up our and start our interview and say, is this always how you choose your vacation? I mean, not, you're not looking for pretty places. You're looking for what, what scares you. Well, there's that bit about sharks, too. I have this <laughs> deathly fear of sharks. You know, one of the things that I started a long time ago is each year picking something new to try or explore. And so I think it, it, it started with what can I explore that's different, and that sort of morphed into traveling someplace new or doing something new that involved travel. And so usually I looked at something and I think, well, what would be a fun place to go and maybe something I can learn along the way? And that, that starts the sort of conversation in my mind. So let's talk about the, a quick down and dirty list of all the amazing places that you've been. I had uh, motorcycled across South America twice, uh, east-west and then uh, north-south, and then been the same motorcycled across Europe, and then New Zealand, which was gorgeous. Uh, and just in the last couple of years, I went to Egypt uh, during the revolution, hiked Machu Picchu, have uh, gone running with the bulls in Spain, spent time in Italy, Brazil, Japan, uh, Africa, other parts of Asia, etc. And so, uh, you know, a couple of places. Well, with this Japan trip, didn't you take a vow of silence with monks? Which to me, to be silent <laughs> would be my biggest fear. I, I must fill every space with talking. How did you decide <laughs> to do that? Tell me more about that. You know, I, I went to Japan and, and was on a, on a retreat for 10 days, and we took a vow that the people that participated took. There were about 60 people all together. Took a vow of silence, and there were a couple of other ones. You couldn't kill anything. You couldn't acknowledge other people, which was turned out to be more difficult than being silent. You couldn't even look at somebody or nod or, or wink or wave at them or anything like that. You know, the idea was to, to learn to get really present, it was very cold where I went, the, the place that was in Kyoto, outside of Kyoto, Japan. It was extraordinarily cold. It was during the winter, and it would rain every night, and there would be water up under my tent, etc. And, so, and then it would freeze, which made it extra fun. But you learned that the voices in your head just were complaining all the time. There's just this, this stream of complaints. You lost me at tent. I'm sorry. I, my voice was screaming. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, coming back from that, I, I have come to appreciate the, the quiet. I find it 
that's where we make our choices in life. And so if I can spend a little more time in quiet, I can probably have a little more opportunity set of, uh, from the choices to pick from. How did you choose that, that trip? I read a, I read an article somewhere, and this, this tends to spur some of the vacation ideas. I, I'd read an article about somebody who'd participated in a similar program in India, India. And I thought, you know, he's really complaining a whole lot about, you know, being quiet for 10 days. It can't be that hard, right? I thought, certainly I could go do that. That's, that's gotta be something I could do. And I thought the most difficult part would be sitting in one place. And so I spent a couple of months in advance sitting cross-legged as much as I could. So I had to rearrange my office to do that, move the computer around and so forth. I sat in all of our meetings cross-legged for quite a long time. And I would take off my shoes, which made it kind of extra interesting. So anywhere I'd go, I'd just say, you know, don't mind me. I'm going to take off my shoes if you don't, if you don't mind. <laughs> so what do you have a favorite out of some of the things that you've done? There are certain certain aspects of places that I tend to like. I like it where it's there, there's some sort of intrinsic natural beauty and then, you know, that you can connect with the place. So like New Zealand, just gorgeous, do not pass, go, just stop, go there. Hawaii, it seems like it's it's so simple and it's a direct flight from almost anywhere. And it's just a gorgeous place and you can get almost anything you want out of it. You could go to the Four Seasons Resort or you can go, you know, stay in the jungle. It, it has almost everything. And so what I, did I like you do there? Place. I have a feeling you didn't just check into the Four Seasons. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Hawaii did a lot of hiking up in the mountains along the coast. And, and that was particularly beautiful. And, and tried to find the best fish tacos on the islands. That was the other. The other That's requisite. a noble pursuit. <laughs> very important. And there's some very good ones to try. Gregor, how do you have a chance to take these longer trips and, and still practice law at your company? Good partners. <laughs> I think that's the start of it. You know, setting the, setting the expectation up front with folks, saying, hey, look, during the year, there's gonna, I'd like to take a, year, a week or two off here. And and asking for others to to buy into that, say, look, this is really important to me, something I want to do, and so then and then also working with the folks that are in our ecosystem. I moved in house to be general counsel, but even before then, when I speak to clients, I'd say, hey, listen, I want to work with you, but please understand, I'll be gone this week and this week and this week. And, and if you're if you by telling people that up front, I found that people were very accommodating. And so it does create a little bit of a rush of getting some getting things done before you leave and some, you know, pile up of things that happen while you're gone. But it works out as long as you as long as I've communicated, I think people have been pretty open to helping out. Well, I know with the Pacific Crossing that just because of logistics and location you weren't able to be connected to the office. But have you gone on some of these adventure vacations and been able to uh, check in with uh, what's going on at the office? I have. I have sometimes. But, you know, phones have gotten so good. Texting, you can get a text almost anywhere. I was um, in Belize over the holidays, and I'd have to go up to the top of the mountain near where I was staying to get a bar on the phone, but I could get texts in and out. So if something came up, I could then make a call or whatever else or then identify the person who could help. And then if necessary, you know, go to a place in a town where there was Internet access or, you know, some place to get to, to email. And at times, if I've been gone for a long time, I'll set up a special email account for people to send things to from the office. So that way I don't have to go through like a thousand emails. I can just go through the two or three that are like need attention now during this period of time. 
Oh, that's a great idea. Do you use any type of uh, cloud-based uh, repository so that you can pull down documents? I do. I do. Uh, Dropbox has been one of the best conveniences that I've found. And so it's nice because you can load documents up and you stay in sync and so forth. And so it's, it has been a go-to for quite a while. So I, I think of the technology pieces, that, that's been a real help. I know in the article I spoke with an attorney who had wonderful things to say about satellite phones, and then you had said that the satellite phone wasn't really helpful to you on the Pacific crossing. Uh, do you have any experience working with satellite phones, or is that something that you would recommend or that's helpful for vacation? I do. I do, yeah. I, I think they are. They can be very helpful in the right places. So on a moving boat, not so much because they have to triangulate on satellites and it can't stay fixed long enough to really connect. But almost anywhere else, they have satellite coverage, and so they work really well. And the thing I found is buy a prepaid plan where you, you buy your minutes in advance, and it's much, much less expensive. So it can be like a dollar a minute if you buy them in advance. And then you just rent the phone, and the, the phone companies are really good. And in some places, you can just actually buy a rent-a-phone at the airport, uh, for instance, if you go to Japan, they have rental phones in the airport, and they're actually fairly low cost. Do you have things that you are able to take with you throughout each different type of adventure? My camera tends to be my one constant travel companion. I have a, a little camera that's a, a little German-made camera that tends to be able to take on some of the abuse when it gets rattled around behind a, a motorcycle or you know, whatever else is going on, it, it's, it's uh, seen its fair share of abuse, so it's got a few nicks and dings in it. But it, it continues to perform, and I should probably name it at some point. <laughs> I, I have sort of just a couple of requisites. One is make sure you can carry on anything you're going to take. I have a duffel bag that goes when things are going to be somewhat adventurous, and it could get wet and nasty uh, or otherwise. And uh, And then I have... A, just a, a wheel bag for when things are going to be pretty, you know, just domestic and easy. And, but the thing that I, I tend to carry the most that serves serves the best is just a little courier bag. You know, just it's a light courier bag, and it's big enough to fit a laptop computer, uh, a book or two, and the camera. And that, that pretty much does it. And I always keep a tube of sunscreen and a hat in there because I'm a little uh, challenged by the sun, but that's it. So those are my trusted travel companions. I'll give you one little secret about sort of the way I've made it a little easier, which is this. I think everybody has extra clothes around the house that they're ready to, to give away or donate. And so what I do is I gather all those up and before I go on a trip, and that's what I, that's what I pack. And so along the way, as I start to use up clothes, I donate them as I go. So my, any, any photographs of me from, from trips, I'm wearing you know the worst clothing in my closet. But <laughs> it's not coming back. So hopefully my bag gets lighter over the days of travel rather than getting heavier. That's brilliant. Now, I know that uh, taking vacations is great, and it's, you know there's all sorts of studies that show that taking vacations are healthy for you. But, of course, it's always difficult for lawyers to detach from the office. So I was wondering if you had any thoughts about how these adventures had made you a better lawyer. You know, yeah, you know, asking the question, yeah, a couple of things come to mind. One, probably having a little more empathy for people and, and you know, since you see people in all different environments, it gives you sort of a, a, a broader sense of, of, you know, what people experience. Um, 
It's also really good for relationship building. I think one of the things we were talking about earlier is some people are quiet and some people have different ways of, you know, meeting folks, but this way you're sort of in a continual forced environment where you have to interact and meet people, and it's really helpful because I, I tend to be one of those people that's otherwise quiet, but when you're out there, you know, it forces conversations and so forth, and, and that's really enjoyable. But probably the best thing is, is, you know, lawyers are really good at putting out fires. They're really good at fire drills, but not so good, this is my own experience at least, not so good at, at figuring out the fire suppression system. In other words, what's the long-term strategy? And when you're away, you get sort of that zoom out that's necessary to sort of help you figure out the strategy, whether it's with a case, your career, you know, the path of your firm, et cetera. But all those things, when your mind is is free in some unstructured time, a lot of that stuff just comes up organically, and, and you come back not only refreshed, but your vision for the long term is much, much clearer. And that's, that's been my experience. Do you have any suggestions for a shorter vacation that a lawyer could take who only had maybe two or three days? Absolutely, yeah, yeah, sure. I think Santa Fe is great. You can pop over to Albuquerque, and then it's like a 45-minute drive. Uh, Colorado is right in the center of the country, and and in the off-season, it's great. I particularly like it in the summer. And then anywhere on the coast, it turns out like the Dominican Republic is just a, a direct flight for a lot of people. Um, Belize is a direct flight for a lot of people. It's only two and a half hours direct flight from Dallas. You can go down there for a, a long weekend if you want and have a great time. But, you know, Jackson Hole, lots of places around the U.S. that you just go and enjoy. Even in some place like a Savannah, Georgia, you can really have a lot of fun. But, so I have yeah. to ask, what's, where are you going next? What's next on your agenda? <laughs> it's funny. I got a text from a friend today. He said, hey, I found some motorcycles in Cuba. I'm like, <laughs> Okay, sure, why not? <laughs> Sounds good. So uh, if I don't go to Cuba, it'll probably be Iceland. Well, thank you so much for spending time with us and speaking with us today. Thank you so much. Thank you, Jenny. This ABA Journal podcast is brought to you by Westlaw Next, powered by WestSearch, the world's most advanced legal search engine delivering the best results in seconds. Learn more at westlawnext.com.